Guys, the worship was amazing. Thank you, Karis. Thank you, team, where you, wherever you are. Um, I just, I want to sing all night. I just, I feel like I'm losing my voice. You, you made me want to go all in. So thank you. Thank you. My name is Tara Giebelhaus, and um, I'm so thankful I get to be kicking off the advance. I'm thankful because I love this event. I love this retreat. Um, Aaron and I, my husband and I, we leave literally every year feeling so refreshed and so recharged and refocused. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but let's stick to this. Um, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, the advance for us, it's, um, it's something about when it's booked even. It's at the end of the year almost. And we just, we come and we just really come expecting. We come just saying, God, we, we want to hear from you. We want to advance in you. We want to grow in you. And he always comes through. We've come to every, every year and he, he's blessed us so much. And, and even I, I want to encourage you, sometimes we come and we're like, what's my, what's the plan for my life? What's my vision? But sometimes I think sometimes he's like, what's, what's just ahead of you? And I really feel, and something we really specifically ask every year at the advance is, God, what's ahead this next year? What does 2017 look like? What are you calling me to? What, what am I to focus on? And so just something I want to encourage you is he's going he's gonna to encounter you this weekend, but um, ask specific things, okay? Yeah, um, so a little bit about me. I'm married to the handsome man up front here, Aaron. We've been married five years, and we have two boys, Eli, who is four years old, and Simon, who is two next month, my baby. Uh, and we have one on the way, and this baby is coming May. So we're, we're so excited. We love being parents. We love the life, and we just, um, it's a rich life. We are blessed. Mm-hmm. So today, I get to share with you something I feel God has called all of creation into since the beginning of time, and something I love talking about, and that is encountering God If I, I have to, it's a bold statement to say, but if I had to pick one thing that brings me so much joy, it's seeing God connect in with him. It's seeing and hearing the stories of encounters. And I've, I've many stories. It's, it's what I live for. I don't care if I'm in the grocery store. I don't care if I've got mums over for a mums group. I don't care if it's a small group or a Bible study. I'm at a gathering like this. I expect that God of the universe, the God of the universe is going to encounter and I have so many incredible stories of when he encounters, he, he, he reveals his love, number one. When he encounters us, he reveals who he is to us. And when he encounters us, he's, he enables us to face things. I've seen, I've seen people, they think, I, this hurt is too deep. This hurt has been my whole life. And I've seen him give the courage to forgive someone or forgive themselves. I've seen people in my home where they're like, I, I feel like I'm someone who's just, I don't have a dream. I'm just doing life. And I've seen him revealed. He's like, yeah, you do have a dream. And I told you and you're a kid and I'm bringing it back. And I've seen people, I, one of my favorite stories for you is a lady. She came to my, um, my small group. This is years ago. And she, was, she came every week. She was faithful. But she was quiet. And you, you didn't really hear from her. And she... I just, I knew, I knew there was a deep well in her. I knew that she had more to offer and there was more in her and there was a voice in her. But I just kept just like loving her, kept just trying to be an encounter of Jesus and his love. And one night was the night for her. 
where she just, she just said, you guys, I, I feel like I can't talk. I feel like I can't share. Like, I love Jesus, and I, I love coming, but I'm just shy, I guess. But what we just, we just prayed into it, and God just showed her a muzzle that was over her face and even showed her when that muzzle was, was put on her. And that night, he, he broke it off, and he got to use us. Like, it's, it's such an honor to be in the room when this stuff happens. And that night, her voice, it arose. And she was still the same girl, but she was beaming. She was beaming the light of him. And, and she went on, and, and, and right away, it was like her life was transformed. She went on to just doing worship. She's doing worship in Israel right now. So it's just when God encounters, the first thing that happens is he's transform your, he transforms your life. And from, I should say, from the beginning, in my beginning, I was encountered with the Lord, and that encounter was so beautiful and so impactful that it changed my life that night, and it gave me the unshakable and undeniable knowledge that I had access to the King, and that, that my story was no longer small. My story was actually part of a, it was part of a grander story. I was invited into something much bigger, much more adventurous than I ever could have imagined. And... I'm passionate about this subject, but I, I want to be honest with you. This last season has been incredibly difficult for me. Um, it's, it's been just a few months of just a lot of sickness for me. As you know, I'm expecting. It's awesome. But um, pregnancies for me have been really hard. And um, this one, was it's been the hardest so far, just even with just the worry that's been thrown at me and Aaron. Um, worry for the baby, um, picking up every flu and virus. I had a virus that literally had me in bed for 18 hours a day, and, and I'm trying to just take care of my children and fulfill commitments. And so it's been a season where I've had to really lean in hard to him. It's been a season where I've said, you will encounter me in the resting place. You, you must. And it's funny because <laughs> when Travis asked me, he's like, Tara, I feel like you need to share I literally, I think I, like, I laughed. I was like, of all times, I, I, I'm a pretty fiery one. But I, was, but I was like, I got nothing in me. Like, I, I'm feeling so exhausted. I can't even make supper. <laughs> like, I'm just exhausted. And I, I, can't, I felt like I wasn't carving out time for him. But Chav was like, no, I, I feel like you need to share. And in that moment, I, I had a spark and a peace in me that was like, yeah, I'm stepping into it. I may not feel or see what the word will be, but I'm going to do it. And, and I'll admit, I immediately went into striving mode. And I was like, oh, like I was going all over the map. I, I was like, what, God, what's the word for this weekend? And I'm, I'm just putting all the pressure on myself. And one night, I'll share this story. Where's Karis? Um, I, 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 it, was, it was just a season where life is full and life is sick for me. But I had one evening I could go out. And, I, and Aaron said, yeah, go out and, and just be with God and just hear from him. And so I'm, ex I'm expecting, and I call Karis, no, Karis calls me and says, hey, I'm, I want to hang out. And I'm like, sorry, I, I've, this is my one night with God. I'm going to a coffee shop, shop and I'm getting serious. She's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to come. And I was like, no, when we get together, we, we talk, and, and you, we're not talking. And we're, we're that close of friends where she's like, okay, I'll, I'll put my earbuds, I'll join you. And uh, I go to this coffee shop, and I'm... I'm like, I'm like striving. I, my, I've got my computer open. My Bibles are out. My books are like people in the coffee shop. Are like, like I'm taking up space and I'm all over the map and I'm, my computer's not working. Internet doesn't work for an hour. 
And then I'm like, my Bible's not even working. But it was just, it was me. Um, and Karis walks in. And I'm sitting there. And I'm, I'm like, I feel like I have a brand new flu. And she looks at me. And she's like, Tara, you're sick. I, like, I'm sweating. I'm like, I'm sick. And I'm white as a ghost. And she just looks at me and says, Tara, I think you need to go home. I think you need to go home and be with him. And so I was, I was mad. That's not my personality. Uh, I was really mad, and I said, okay, fine, and I did that, and I went home. And I rested, I had to, and I just said to God, I said, God, what is the word? What, what does this community need? And then I threw out, because you know when you're irrational and you're, you're exhausted, you're like, and who am I? What do I believe? <laughs> and and he just, he's so kind and so generous, and he said, Tara, tell them they need to encounter me. Tell them I want to encounter them. And, and I, it, it really, it just, when he speaks, he quiets you with your love, with his love. When he speaks, it just calms everything in you. And, and it was neat because it wasn't just a word of direction for this weekend and for you guys, but it was a word for me. It was a word that I, I really did need to grab a hold of. And I, as I've been praying into that word, oh, and I should say, the cool story about this word is, um, I, I texted Travis the next day, and he said, hey, I think I'm going a different direction. I'm not talking about this thing. I'm going to talk about encounter. And he's like, you need to call me. And the night prior, he was up just praying, and the Lord said, you need to talk about encounter the night prior. So God, God was speaking to all of us, the whole team. It was, it was incredible, and inc- incredibly affirming for me. So um, I got praying into, into the word, and um, I really felt the why come at me. Why? Why do we want an encounter? Why does he want to encounter us? And the why is because we need to get a hold of the understanding that we are actually called to be the generation that takes his truth, his goodness, and his glory to the ends of the earth. That why is we have <clears throat> a story that is much bigger and much more adventurous than what we're walking today. The why is, is because he said, he said, let, let my kingdom come, let, let, let my kingdom come, my will, or sorry, let you, we said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. And, and we're not there yet. And he's saying, you are a generation who's going to bring that kingdom. You are a generation who will walk and talk and do the things that I was doing on earth. And so that is why we need an encounter, because encounters transform us. The other word he gave me was, it's because this generation, we need to catch, we need to get a hold of, when he talks about the oaks of righteousness, the oaks, oaks of righteousness in the word, and it's in Isaiah 61. We're to be oaks of righteousness, and what that means, it, it means we're, we're an enduring people. We're a people that will be life-giving. The world needs these people. They, needs these, they need the strong oaks of righteousness. And you know what else Oaks of Righteousness stands for? They manifest the glory at all times. And I've been praying for you guys. I've been praying for each one of you. I I may not know you, but the one thing I felt him saying to you, and I really believe he's going to speak to some of your hearts right now, is I feel like he's saying, I'm going to study you this weekend. I'm going to study you in my love and in my purposes. And I, I saw these waves, and I feel like, and I'm joining you. This is not just for some of you. I'm, I'm here too. 
But I saw us in the waves, and we're, we're not only just like on top of the waves on a boat, but we're at the point where we're, we're sinking, and we're treading water, and we're getting tired, and the waves of the world have been hitting us. The schemes of the enemy have been starting to just like hit us, and we're getting tired. And God just said to me, he said, you, you know what? You had, a, you had a season where you're like, you're, you want to be like Peter. You want to step out on that water in faith. And like Peter, when he saw Jesus on the water, Jesus said, yeah, come join me. You can do the impossible. And Peter started walking out on the water. He was doing it. But it's when he, he felt the wind. It's when he, he saw the waves is when he started sinking. And I really feel it's a word for us this weekend that he's, he's really going to pull some of us up out of that water. We've been feeling tired. And it's just he's going to spiritually pull us up. And we're going to be so steadied in his gaze, so, so steadied in his love, that we're going to be walking on water in faith. Yeah. So, if we're going to talk about an encounter, because we can throw that word out, hey, in the church, we'll be like, yeah, I want to encounter you. But, but I, I really want to break it down tonight. I want to actually talk about what is an encounter. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you examples and then share on how, what's your part? What's your area where you, you can be a part of receiving an encounter? So, being smart, I went to dictionary.com. Oh, wow, you guys, oh, yeah, okay. Um, and it says, to, sorry, <laughs> to come upon or meet with, and Travis went over these probably, I think the similar one. So to come upon or meet with, especially unexpectedly, to meet with or contend against, and what it says here, difficulties, opposition, conflict, a meeting with a person or a thing, especially a casual, unexpected or brief meeting. And I, I read this and I laughed because I thought, you know who are masters at encounters? Kids. Kids, right? And, and, and immediately I, I shared this with Aaron. I said, you know who's a master at this in our house? It's Eli. And Eli, he's our four-year-old. And he, he has this habit where he'll wake up in the night and he'll be thirsty or need to use the washroom. And he'll, he'll come in really quiet, which is nice of him. But what he does is he comes into one of our sides of the bed and he'll, he'll literally, he'll plant his face a millimeter away from your sleeping face. And what he'll do is he'll just stare at you and he'll stare at you until literally the presence of him and the heat and the smell of his breath wake you. And every time we wake up startled, sitting up, because it's creepy with anyone staring at you, but we just like, we're like, man, he, he, he does that well. Um, so yeah, kids are good. But a, a common theme of encounter in the Bible, I find there's two kind of, com there's two of them. One is the one would be a person who is, they're doing everyday life, and God does the unexpected. He shows up, transforms their, transform their, sorry, transforms their lives, and then um, does a holy ground moment. And the next one would be someone who's in a desperate situation. Someone who is, they are pressing in, and they need him to show up. They need a breakthrough, and they, they won't move until he shows up. But again, an unexpected encounter happens, and a holy ground moment happens for them. So I want to I give you an example of an encounter in the Word, and I want you to open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3. So Exodus chapter 3, and we are going to start right... Right at the beginning. All right. 
Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over there and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the, Lord, sorry, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your, sorry, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the, from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people to the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord of the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be, to be remembered from generation to generation. So we, we read in this chapter how Moses is doing life. He's tending his father-in-law's flock, and God radically shows up and does this incredibly holy moment. And just, he hones in on one guy, and he's like, I'm, gonna ch I'm choosing you, I see you, I'm choosing you to go save my people. And I, before I go on, I want us to go back, go to verse four with me. This hit me. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. It says, when the Lord saw that he went over, it hit me because I thought, oh yeah, he didn't just start calling, Moses, Moses, Moses. He waited. He waited for a curious. He waited for a, a leaning in. He waited for him to say, hey, did I think I saw that? Did I think I see that? And then he called him. And I just, it made me think, how many times have I missed the encounter? How many times have I missed it? Because I thought, because I'll be like, oh, was that him? No, no, that wasn't you. Did I think I see, see something? No, no, no. And I, when, we, when we encounter God, I find this is a theme too. He, he likes to hit a few birds with one stone in, in an encounter. And the first thing he does in an encounter is he hones in and he makes it personal with you. 
you'll, you'll, you'll hear stories of him actually calling you by name. So he'll say Moses, he'll say Jacob, he'll, he'll, he'll call you by name. And he does that purposely because he wants to know, like, you're important, I value you, I'm looking at you. And the second thing he does is he, there's mission, there's affirmation of what he's calling you to do. There's always something he wants to do with an encounter. An encounter is never meant to just be like, hey, this is a great moment. But it's, it's, to, it's, actually to, it's actually to invite you into something more, something more, more impossible, something more crazy. And so he encounters you and then calls you to do something. And the thing that, it's, that you're doing is something that you're like, I'm not capable of on my own. But the third thing he does in an encounter is he says, I am sending you. I am encountering you. The I am of the universe is, is honing in on you. And I will be with you. He, he puts a seal and a signature on what he's calling you to do. So you rest assured. And even with Moses' story and a lot of stories of encounter, he'll, he'll even he, he'll be like, oh, and look at my history. These, I'm, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go read their stories. I'm a faithful God. So he kind of just, like, he, he calls them on it. My first encounter, I'm going to, my first encounter was, like I said, it was beautiful and it was very impactful. But the background to me was, um, I was 21 years old when he encountered me. And my life looked very, it was like a normal 21-year-old in the world. I was, I was, um, I'll call myself, I was a party girl. I I loved to party. I liked to go out every night and I kept myself very busy, and I, I had lots of friends, and um, I kept my schedule really full. And on the outside, I looked really happy. I looked to have everything together. I lived downtown with my best friend. I'm independent. And one night, it was a Friday night, I, I decided to stay home and watch a movie, which is funny because I never stayed home on a Friday night. And um, I just uh, I put a movie in, and I went to my room and put some sweats on. And as I was leaving my room, I was about to exit the door, and I fell to the ground. And I just started crying and saying just stuff out loud. And it was just deep, deep hurt, deep, deep anger, saying things like, if this is my life, I don't want it. I actually am really disappointed. I actually feel really alone. I'm so busy, but I'm actually, I'm, I feel alone. And I, I feel ugly. I feel like useless. And so I'm saying all these deep things I, I didn't even know. I, didn't, I never, I never la- allowed my heart to go there. I didn't know I felt that way. And God had enough. He's a good God. He intervened. And I was crying out to him, and all of a sudden, he spoke to me, and he said, I have a plan for you. And immediately, I knew it was God. And I said, you do? And he said, Tara, I've always had a plan for you. And, it, you know, how the word says, he quiets you with his love. I've never experienced that, but my tears stopped. The anguish and the hurt in my heart that just was beating so heavily in my heart, it all calmed. It all just stopped. And I said, okay. And he's like, I have mighty plans for you. And many people ask me, like, how long did you guys talk for? And I, I don't know. I, I know I went and turned the movie off and went to bed after and I know we covered a lot. And what I will share with you with that night is the God I encountered that night was so kind. He, he encountered me. and there, there was never a moment of shame. There was never a mo- moment of shame on you for the lifestyle you led. 
if anything, he just revealed to me my value. He revealed to me uh, that my story was actually much more grander, and he, he just wanted me to give him, my, give him my life. And in that night, I didn't have someone to walk me through the sinner's prayer. I, I didn't have someone to tell me what to do. But for somehow, like, he, he does it. And in that night, I just was like, I don't want to live that life anymore. All of a sudden, it was, like, downloaded to me. Like, my, my life is worthy of something bigger than myself. My body is a temple. My mind, the things that I do, the things that I'm seeing, the things that I'm, yeah, putting myself into, it, it's important to him. I became very important to someone. And I ended that night, and I just said, my life is yours. I don't know how this is going to look, but I know it's an adventure, and I know I'm in safe hands. And I, I, went home, I went home to my parents the next day, and I sat them down at the island. And uh, I sat them down, and I told them, God encountered me in my room. And guys, like, I'm not a bar star anymore, and I'm, I'm going to, like, I'm, I'm different. And they're like okay, awesome, like, any better lifestyle change, that's good for you. And, and they were, like, they were supportive, but they were kind of like, this is a fad. This is, okay, this is great, but this is one of your things. But I was sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to call my one auntie, my one auntie who's, she's the Christian auntie, and my auntie's here tonight. And I called my auntie Diane, and I called her, and I said, I said, Auntie, God encountered me on Friday night, or last night. And I told her what happened, and she just started weeping and crying. And I said, but Auntie, I'm in the yellow pages, which is aging me. And I'm, I, I'm looking for a church, and there's like a thousand. Like, I told him I'm going to church tomorrow, and I, have, like, I don't know where to go. And, and I, I loved her response, because she just said, Tara, if the Holy Spirit encountered you, believe me, he'll give you a church. And I love that because it showed her maturity. It showed, like, she could have led me. She could have been like, I'm going to control this. You're going to my denomination. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control your whole situation. And she just said, no, the God you encountered is the real deal. The God you encountered is going to set your path up. And so I did. I went to a church the following day. I went by myself. And um, my life was radically transformed. Uh, I won't, you know, it, it was a journey. I lost a lot of my friends and even, I'd say, the understanding of some of my family. I was questioned if I was in a cult because I was so different. When he encounters you, he really transforms you. You look different. You act different. And, and I, remember, I remember saying to my, my now sister-in-law, she was a best friend of mine. And, oh, she is a best friend of mine. And, and I said, like, Courtney, why, why does my family think I'm weird? Like, why do, why do they think I'm in a cult? And she's like, Tara, because you're so different. I'm like, how different can I be? She's like, Tara, you're calm. You're happy. And I'm like, I was happy. And she's like, no, you have this weird, eerie peace about you. You have this love. You're affectionate. You're hugging people. You're telling them things that you never told them before. And I thought, wow. And it just encouraged me because I'm like, yeah, I may be alone. I may be misunderstood for a season. But God really did a work in me. Okay, so I've been talking about encounters. I shared my story. I shared Moses' story. And I want to, I actually, I think the stories are good, but I actually want to, I want to be specific with you. 
I think sometimes we can say, hey, pray for an encounter. And you're like, what does that look like? And so I really want to break it down and actually give you some examples um, on how we can encounter you. And, and the list I have is, it's, it's short, but I would say it's the most, it's, it's a safe list. Because you can do digging, and, and believe me, there's many more ways he can encounter you. So ask the Holy Spirit, read the books, um, read the word. But the ones I chose are, I would say, the most common you would hear about. You would, um, you would just hear these stories from friends, and, and the best part is they're the most common in the Word of God. And so, first off, um, is the list up there? Oh, good. Uh, dreams. Dreams, I want to say, they're almost the easiest way for God to encounter us because we're asleep. We can't get in the way. And dreams... They're, they're interesting. I'm, not, I'm not, much, not much of a dreamer, but I have friends that get dreams. And, and I've read some books on dreams. And they're cool because a lot of times you'll get a dream and you'll think, oh, I should take this literally. But actually, dreams are much more symbolic. And when you talk to people that get dreams, they get very good at, you'll know, I have friends, they'll actually keep a pad of paper by their bed. And they'll wake up in the night and they'll, they'll know God was encountering them. They'll know God was speaking to them. And so they'll write that dream out and they'll go back to sleep. And they wake up in the morning and they say, Holy Spirit, what were you saying there? Like, that's crazy. And, and I've heard stories where he, it'll make sense the beginning part of the dream. But it won't come, like the, the end of the dream doesn't come for three to five years or ten years. And so dreams, I think, are really cool because he can do a lot because you're sleeping. You don't get in the way. But it also really pulls you in to really press in and be like, God, what are you saying? What's this mystery you're showing me? And it's just a beautiful dialogue between you and the Holy Spirit. And, and if, you wanna, if you're writing notes, great. I'd say probably a great book of, or no, no, yeah. I'm just going to think of those. The greatest examples, I'd say, well, Daniel. Read the book of Daniel. Great. There's amazing dreams in Daniel. So I think I'd point you there first, but my favorite story of a dreamer is Joseph. And I think I like Joseph's stories because he was a young boy and he got a dream. And you know why I like that is I'm a mom, and I believe God wants to encounter my kids when they're in the womb. I believe he encounters them when my babies are in the crib. I believe he encounters Eli in the night, in the day. I really believe, like, we don't get a, a, our spirit man when we're old. We don't get a bigger one as we age. It's in us from the beginning. And so Aaron and I, we pray for our kids. That's something we've never, we believe that they're seeing angels. We believe that he's speaking to them. They don't have the walls we do. They don't have the plugs we do. They've got the childlike posture. Oh, and Joseph, I should say, with Joseph's story, what I like about it, he's, he's a young boy, and he just boldly shares these dreams with his family, and they're bang-on dreams, and his life goes on, and it's fulfilled. But what I also like about Joseph's story is, later in life, he's used to interpret dreams. And so that's a good lesson for us, is when we're encountered with something, it's not just like, oh, that was for me, but we're also, we can be used in other people's encounters. And so he gets, he, he gets to be an, um, an adult, and he gets favor, and he's, he, that's how he gets favor by interpreting dreams. And so it's something we can be asking for. Second one is visions. The way I would explain a vision is it's, it's, um, you're seeing in the spirit. And I almost explain it like it's like a movie playing out before you. And you're just watching what's going on. And, and there's almost two kinds of visions, I'd say, where you, God's just showing you something, and you're like, okay, 
you've got my attention, like, yep, I'm going to just take this in, I'm going to write it down, I'm going to remember, and he'll speak to you. The second type of vision, and, and I've experienced this, is where I'm watching a movie kind of play out, and then all of a sudden I'm put into it, and I'm in the story. And I've had visions where I'm a young girl, where all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing an army, I'm seeing angels, I see Jesus, and then all of a sudden he shows me, and I'm a little girl, and I'm wearing a, a, a dress, and he's showing me my royalty, he's showing me inheritance, he's showing me the angels that actually guard me. And in, in encounters, there's purpose in it. And for me, it was like, we really got, we have to get rid of that fear. I need to show you the angels that actually, actually are on your life. Great, um, hmm, great, I'd say one of the funnest books, if I want to point you to a book of the Bible about visions, is Ezekiel. So if you want to write, if you're writing notes, read Ezekiel. It'll blow your mind. And, and, and you know what I like is it's going to raise the bar of what you're asking for. You're going you're gonna to read Ezekiel and be like, I want that. I want the crazy visions. And the other one I think just doing my prep for this, I, I knew this story, but I didn't realize, like, I didn't get it really, that the book of Revelation was given to one man, John. The Apostle John wrote the whole book of Revelation off of vision. That's crazy. The, the last book of our Bible, the book that, book that literally we all pull our hair out because it's a mystery and we have to dig in and it's like, God, you're, you're showing us and you have so much more to show us and he wrote it. And he downloaded it through a vision. And what else I like about encounters is he, he can give you two. And with that vision, I think sometimes he knows what he calls you to can be quite weighty. And it's, it's a big deal. And with John, in the first line of Revelation, it actually says, um, but, uh, God sent an angel of the Lord to actually affirm him. So he's visited by an angel. And I just think that's so generous of God. He, he knows, like, okay, you need another affirmation. And I, this just shows his heart. Third, visitation. This is where God visits someone. So a great example, look up Hannah. Hannah is a great example where this is a woman who's been barren for years. And God encounters her and says, you are barren no longer. And she goes on to have five kids. And her first son is given to the Lord because of it. So a life is transformed, but a generation is transformed. And the other ones I would give you examples would be Moses. We just read about that. He was visited by, in a burning bush. Last one, audible voice of God. This is where God speaks to us. He speaks to us audibly. A great example would be how I just told you about Hannah. Her son, she gives him to the Lord. He goes and he, he lives his life with the priest Eli. And I love it because he's a young boy. And God speaks to him. And then other examples would be like Jesus. At his baptism, God speaks. He speaks to Jesus and his disciples on the mount. And probably my favorite story would be Paul. Paul was encountered... And it was amazing because this man, was he was so, he was so radically vicious to, to, to tear down the church. He was so against it, and he had favor and wisdom to back him. But God said, no, I'm intervening in your life. I have a new, I have a new plan for you. And God encounters him. And this story is, I like this one too because there's two encounters. So he's encountered, and he actually encounters another man to come be a part of his encounter. And he encounters a man named Ananias with a vision and sends him to affirm Paul. And so this is just, these are just some ways he can encounter you. Um, 
And, and I want to I wanna make sure, you, yeah, like, now that you know this, I want to give you specifics tonight where you're like, oh, I don't need to just be like, encounter me, however that looks. Be specific. Get into the word. Read these stories and raise the bar of what your expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I've talked to you about how people encounter God. All the stories that I've just gone over, all the examples I've shared, these people were just... They're doing life, and God intervenes. And I kind of feel like we kind of know those people. Do we know those people who just, they're our friends, they're our family, where they're just doing life, and they seem to flow easy, easier? Like, they just, they're the, they're the friend that literally, they'll close their eyes, and they get a vision. They're the friend that, like, they're talking to you, or they pray, and they, they say words that are like, you're like, how do you know that? You're speaking right to my heart. And I want to speak to the other person where you're like, why don't I flow, flow like that? I'm friends with you. We go to the same church. We're doing the same thing, but why don't I hear you? Why don't I? I don't have that revelation. Like, what's, what's the plug in my ear? And I want to speak to you tonight, and I have, I have good news for you. Open your Bibles to Genesis 32:22. The story is going to encourage you. So 32.22, and before I start, I'm going to give you some background to this guy. So I'm going to, we'll be reading about Jacob, but the background to him is, here's a guy, he comes from a rich heritage. He comes from a family that's well-known. His dad is Isaac, his grandpa is Abraham, and so he's, he, he comes from like the men that were known and used mightily. And then he also has this older brother, Esau. And Esau, he, he's like the man's man. He's the guy who like goes out hunting and, hunting and comes back with something every time. He's the guy who he's known to be of the open doors. So he's not scared of bears. He, he owns that land. He walks that land. And he has dominion. But then there's Jacob. And he's not like that. He, he sticks around home. And I kind of, when I read the story, I always think, like, he must, like, he must just sit in his parents' basement and play Nintendo. But probably not. He probably actually, what if he was a really cool guy who like wrote poetry and wrote amazing worship songs to the Lord? Maybe he was a really good cook. And who doesn't want a, a man that can cook, right? But for Jacob, that... <laughs> Nintendo, yeah. Not cool. Women don't like that. Um, <laughs> no. um, but for Jacob, that wasn't enough. Jacob lived in the shadow of his, his, his uh, shadow of his dad and his grandpa, but also Esau, and Esau was favored by his dad, and Jacob knew that. And the story goes on where Esau, oh sorry, where Isaac is aging and he's getting old, and and Jacob knows that it's time for his dad to bless, to do his blessing, and he knows the blessing is going to go to Esau, his brother. And so Jacob, with his mom, which is a side story, they come up with this grand plan to dress up like Esau. Esau's out doing his thing in the land, right? He's hunting. And Jacob dresses up like Esau. He, so he's got to make himself like probably a bit stinkier, smelling like the land. He bulks himself up, and he goes in to go see his father. And what you should know about this is he's older. He's, he's, at, he's at the end of his life. So you can imagine sense of smell is not there. He can't see. And what he does is he goes in, and he gets his brother's blessing. And I should say a blessing 
in the Old Testament was a huge deal. A blessing actually would entail, it would be the father or the grandfather would do a blessing. And what it would entail would be they would give you amazing, encouraging words over you. They'd speak such encouragement. And then they'd actually prophesy over your life. They'd give you the prophetic words. And they'd say, you know, the land that you take, it will grow. You'll take more land. The land that you have, it'll be abundant. It'll be fruitful. And, and, and anyone that comes against that land will be cursed. And, and, and this stuff happened, you guys. It wasn't like this is like my hopes in a grad card for you. This stuff happened. And then even in that time of blessing, he actually would give the inheritance. And Jacob got it all. He took the whole thing. And what happens is Esau comes back, finds out, and clearly hates his brother. And Jacob flees for his life and goes and lives on his uncle land, uncle's land for, for years. And one day, God shows up and says, you, you need to go home. You need to reconcile with your brother. And you can imagine, like I just think of Jacob and... Sure, he got the blessing, and sure, he's safe, and he's on the sand, and he's making a life for himself. But every day, he wakes up and goes to bed knowing that he took someone else's identity. Every day, he thinks, why, why did no one ever hone in on me and affirm me? Why was I never the, the, not the chosen one? And he's in a desperate situation because God says, you must go. So he's desperate to hear God. And I want to pause before I go on to the Jacob story. I actually want to speak to some of you, I want to say, how many of us can resonate with Jacob's story, where we feel like we, we have the family, we have the stories, where we come from a rich heritage, we've heard the stories of God moving mightily, God using and, and just doing such missions and such great things to our family, see our, our mom and our dad or our siblings or our friends around us, and we've had those times where we're like, I can't help but notice the lacking in my life, the quietness in my life. And I want to speak to you tonight if that is how you feel. If you feel like you've been overlooked, you feel like it's just been so eerily quiet, I want to encourage you. I want to say to you, as your sister, I want to say, number one, I'm sorry. I think there's so much power in someone recognizing, say, I'm sorry where you're at. I'm sorry you felt alone. I'm sorry you felt overlooked. But I'm here to give you good news and say that's not true. God is coming. He's going to encounter you. And, and it's a lie to believe, oh, this is my lot in life. This is who I am. I'll serve the Lord, but I'll never be the chosen one. I'll never be used. He doesn't have a grand plan for me, but my brother, he does. That's not true. And I speak to you, and I say, I just say, believe me. Would you, would you come this weekend and actually believe, like, right, there might be a bigger story for me. And, and say, sorry for, sorry for succumbing to that lie. Sorry for believing that. And I also want to just say I relate with you. I've had, I've had those seasons. Don't feel shame for feeling that way. Maybe you felt this way all your life, or maybe it's been a season where you're like, I haven't experienced you in five, ten years. I haven't, I haven't heard you. I've heard you before, but it's been so long. What did I do wrong? I'm here to say you've done nothing wrong. I'm here to say he will speak to you and encounter you. And I, I even want to encourage you with Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is being sure in what you hope for and certain in what you do not see. And then it says, and this is what the ancients were commended for. The ancients we've been talking about, the greats of faith, they were known for their faith is the ones they stepped into. They were, they were firm and they were pillars because they didn't go off of what they saw and what they felt. They didn't go off the experience. The, the, the experiences happen. The encounters happen for them. But it's because they expected it. They knew their God. They went on who he was 
And he, he did encounter them in his way. And so I want to encourage you with that. It is coming. And, um, and know that he, he's making you a man and a woman of greatness. And, and also know, I want to say to you too, is um, he likes to use you. If you're, if you're feeling like, why am I not used? He actually is going to use you and use your story. He, he wants people that are going to be that. He, he wants, the enemy likes to be like, you don't feel nothing. You're not, you're not used for anything. But the Lord's going to use you and be like, actually, I know the word of God. I know truth. I know who I am. And, and that's so powerful. It just totally diverts the enemy's plans to get you down. Okay, I, t- I went off. Um, sorry, guys. Um, let's go to the story that will encourage you. Okay, so, so we're in Genesis 32, 22. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left, sorry. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that this hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with man and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose, above him, sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. So here's a guy. He's desperate because he's going to go see his brother. So he's desperate for, I need to know the assurance you're going to be with me. Because easily, we, we know the story. We know how it works in the Old Testament. He not only could have been killed from Esau, but his people, his family, everything could have been taken but the deeper part of the story is he not only was desperate for his life, but he was actually desperate for God to actually affirm who he was. He's been waiting his whole life to be called by name. And, and, and what I like about the story is he's no longer Jacob, but he's Israel. God said, you were called Jacob. You were labeled Jacob. You know, this is who you, were, you thought you were. This is who people thought you were. But I'm God, and I'm naming you Israel. And so he's identifying, and he's affirming him. So I've shared Moses, the story of Moses with you. I've shared Jacob with you. Two very different stories. One's very unexpected. He's doing everyday life, and it just happens for him. All he did was he leaned in. He was curious. And then there's Jacob, where he is desperate, and he presses in. He doesn't stop. He wrestles with the Lord. And I just I give that to you to say, perhaps maybe God's speaking to you and being like, it's time for you to wrestle with me. I want, I want you to actually ask for it. I want you to lean in and not stop until I come. And perhaps some of you need to be curious and lean in and engage with him. Guys, what I'm, what I'm sharing with you tonight, it's not, this isn't, my, my hope is not to increase your appetite for some cool experience this weekend. It's not so you have some awesome moment for the moment. It's, it's to awaken your hearts and your minds to the more of God. It's to awaken you 
to the bigger story. It's to waken you and say, no, you encounter me to transform my life, to renew my thinking of myself, but also my thinking of you. And it's also putting you in a story that's much bigger, and the adventure is going to be much better, and it's the unknown, but you'll, you'll have his seal. And I, I also want to say, I, I, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit inhabiting us. So the stories I've given you, the two main ones, is they're both from the Old Testament. And the Old Testament encounters, that's all they had. They, they had that encounter, transformed them, and then history was transformed. For us, it's even better because we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have, we have the access to an encounter every day. We have the access at any time. It's, our part is just actually aligning ourselves with that and opening ourselves up to that. And you know what else we have? We have the Word of God. And I, I, Yari's going to talk about the Word of God tomorrow, but I want to say there is so much power in encountering the Word of God. There's so much, there's so much he wants to encounter us and speak to us and, and heal and do in our lives through the Word of God. The Word of God is not a history lesson. It's not a cool story. It's living and active. It's for us. It's for the now. So when I've had those times, I'll, I'll be honest, where I'm like, God, Show up. I, I'm a feeler. I want to feel your presence. And he's like, read my word. And I go to the Bible, and I'm always like, okay. And I read the stories, and immediately I connect in. Immediately, Holy Spirit's like, bam. Do you need encouragement, Tara? Do you need love? Do you need lies ripped off of you? It's all in there. Do you need dreams? Do you need vision? Do you need purpose? It's all in there. You know what the best part is? Is like I, I get right in there where I'm like I become best friends with the people in here. And I'm like, I want that story. I want, I want that. So I connect in. And you know what I love? Is all these people, these greats, they're called greats. There is actually nothing great about them. The only thing great about them is they had great level of surrender, trust, and faith. God made their story great. And lastly, I'm going to end on. Um, I'm going to end on how I said. I, there's your part in this. How 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 can we get? What's our part in receiving an encounter? And this is something I've learned more latter in my relationship with God. This is something I've really been sharpened in the last, I'd say, two or three years. And I've I've had those seasons where I'm like, God, I'm not hearing you. God, like, or, or I'm hearing you, but but you told me I will know the mysteries of heaven. You told me that I'm going to see your glory come, and it means healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, and I want to see more of that. I want to see the glory of you come into the workplace. I want to see you come and heal the whole hospital. And so it's like, God, I want more, and I, want to, I don't want to do things on my own. I don't want to just go be a churchgoer and small group goer. I want to see your kingdom come through me every day. And so I'm just like, God, there's more. There's got to be more. And you know what he said to me? How's your posture? And that word, that worked for me because uh, I have a bad back and a neck. And so I've thought about my posture a lot where I'm like, I got to sit up straight. I got to take care of myself. How's your posture? And he's like, no, but for real, how's your posture? Are you actually in a place or a posture to receive me? Actually, you can, you can go to church 
You can do small groups. You can listen to the best podcasts. You can read the, the hit books right now on hearing God's voice and how to lead a revival. You can do it all. And God just said to me, Tara, like, that's good. Like, you want to surround yourself with good community. Yes, I want you to be filled up with, you know, wisdom. And I want you to know how the greats did it. That's good. But where's my voice? Where's my time? And he's just really, something Aaron and I have worked on is where we're like, we need to always carve out time for him and be in the posture of, how is that going to look? Because when he encounters you, it doesn't always look good. Doesn't, it's, not always, it's not always convenient. And I, is there that, I should share, this is also a good little comic. Is there that comic, John? I, uh, I thought, this is so good for our generation. The guy's like, I wonder why I don't hear from the shepherd anymore. And isn't that true, you guys? Where we, we're a generation where we're like, I got to read every blog. I got to be updated on news. I got I to gotta know which bandwagon I'm on. I got to be on social media, Facebook, Instagram. I got to be doing everything. I have to have a full schedule. And God's like, but where's my time? Where, where, where's my voice? Where's the time with you? And, and I've said, you know, how it can be really inconvenient. When God wants to encounter us, I've learned it's like he also is like, you got to want it and you got to surrender how it's going to look. And I, I'm going to share with you an, a, a, an encounter of mine where I was at this church. I'll just share it briefly. But um, I went to this church. I've never been there before. I heard it had good worship. And I, I invited my two girlfriends. I said, let's go. Let's go hang out and worship. And I was in the season. This is a few, well, a number of years ago. I was in the season where I was like, I'm going to live an abandoned life. I'm all for Jesus. And I'm in the pews worshiping. And I saw a few people up at the altar. And God was like, go up there. Go to the altar. I want you to worship me. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'm free. I don't know anyone. Whatever. So I go up and I, I start worshiping. And... I'm like, I'm all in. I'm like, yeah, Jesus, I don't care what anyone thinks. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like proud of myself. And all of a sudden, I, I see Jesus right in front of me. And he's smiling. And he's like, hey. And I was like, hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I'm just looking at you. And I, I just put my face down because I was like, That's, don't look at me. And then I started worshiping again. And I was like, woo! And then I saw him again. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm worshiping you. I'm, I'm doing my thing. And he's like, just be with me. I just want to stare at you. I want to love you. And I kept trying to put my face down. But he's like, no, I need you to get your gaze. I need, I need you to look at me. And in that encounter, I, the shortest version would be, it was an encounter where he just he showed me. He showed me value. He showed me the things he was calling me to. He showed me the army that was around me. And it's funny because in, in an encounter, it's, it kind of can be embarrassing. It can be vulnerable. Because I'm at this church, and I'm in a, it's not a dream. I'm not sleeping. I'm awake. I know what's going on. And so at this point, I'm no longer like this, so I kind of fit in with the crazies up front. I'm like this, and I'm crying, and then I'm laughing, and then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm kind of talking, but I'm not talking out loud. And so people can see this. But God's just like, are you going to stick with me? Are you going to stay with me? Because you can choose to leave the vision. And God's like, stick with me. Stick with me. And he did so much in that encounter. 
And I want to tell you, he's so generous when we stick with him. And the the little nugget I want to give you of this story that I think is so cool is when he encounters you, it's like, it's for one big thing, but he also likes to show his muscle, and he's like, oh, by the way, I've noticed lately you've been kind of sad you didn't grow up in the church. I noticed lately, like, your friends are talking about their camp days and how they grew up with all these cute little um, Christian, like, kid music. And God knows what we do. And I, I was. I was going through that phase where I was like, oh, I missed out. So I secretly went and bought this kid CD, and I would play it in my car on the way to work, so no one heard me or seen me. And I, I was like, oh, I love these songs. Like, this is what I would have picked when I was a kid. And Jesus just said, Tara, I know what you like. And you know what? The worship team stopped their song and started singing the song that I like on the album and started singing it like kids. So, of course, like, I'm bawling. And you can imagine this team's like, what are we doing? But it's for this young lady. Right? Oh, man. So, yeah, I think some questions I've learned to ask myself is, am I actually in a posture to receive an encounter? Being honest with yourself, like, am I actually open to it? I say I want you an encounter, but am I making space for it? And am I actually over myself to get it? Another question I have to ask myself is, am I open for an encounter for someone else and being a part of that? I tell you, I love it. And when I hear the stories and when I'm in the room with those people, I, like, I, I want nothing else. I love those encounters. But there is those days where I run in and out of the grocery store. And I'm like, don't, don't look. I don't want to look. I need to get home. And God's like, stop. Notice that girl. Go encourage. And so I've had to ask myself, am I an imposter to be a part of that encounter for someone? Something else I have to ask myself is, like, am I fearful how it's going to look? I, I, I've shared with you my stories, but I'll admit with you, I'm still scared. I've had crazy encounters. I'm, I, I'm blessed, but yet I, I'm like you, where I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I'm, I'm leading. I can't look crazy. And the last thing is, yeah, how's my schedule? We really do. That's something I want to I make sure this weekend. We, we carve out time with him, just him. Yes, connect with the community. But something I really hope you take away is like a hunger and a commitment to carve out time with just him. Karis, can you come on up? Before I end off, I just, um, Karis, if you could come up and... Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys stand up. Sorry, we already stood up earlier, but I want you to stand up. And I want to look at you. Pretend I'm looking at you in the eye. Actually, Jesus. Let's go, Jesus. Jesus is looking at you, and I, I, want, you to, I want you to get in the posture as if you're about to receive an encounter. And I want you to actually think like Moses and actually say, do I need to be curious? Do I need to engage? And, and, and say yes, yes to that. Or perhaps he's saying, you need to wrestle, you need to press in. So get in that posture and get ready for his encounter. And I, I want to say, too, I feel like some of you in this room, you have specific encounters you're needing. Some of you need healing. You need to know the Father because your Father wasn't that awesome. He wasn't that good. He wasn't generous and kind and... He did shame you. 
But this God is different, and some of you need encounters with the Father. Some of you need encounters that's going to look like the courage to forgive someone tonight. Some of you need, I actually believe, I think I'm hearing you need encounters of healing, physical healing. There's people here, I really believe there's like, there's chronic pain. There's pain that's consuming you. There's pain that distracts you. There's pain that just gets you down. And you're needing an encounter. Some of you need a breakthrough. I, I, there's encounters that are needed where we're like, I'm doing a good cycle. I'm growing with you. I'm with you, Jesus. But I, I seem to just hit this wall and I go backwards. Some of you, you know how that happens? How that breaks is an encounter with him. Transformation comes when he encounters you. And so I'm, I speak to all those things. And whatever he's speaking to your heart right now, whatever it is, just get in the posture to receive. And I'm going to pray for you in a bit, but actually, can I have the lead team to come up? Um, and I want, and I'm going to specifically say, like, I want you guys to be in the posture, and I will pray for you in a sec. But I'm also going to say, would you, would you be vulnerable? Would you be bold tonight and come forward and just, just worship the Lord and lay, lay the things down that you need to be laid down before him tonight? Come and be with the Holy One and have a holy ground moment. And the other thing is I want to have available too is I'm going to have the lead team and maybe, I think maybe I'll have um, Megan and Kayla and maybe Lori, would you come up? I want to have some safe people, just some people that I know and they're, they, they're, they've been praying for you. And I want, I think, I want to encourage you to be vulnerable and bold to go and share with someone. And it's, there's power in speaking it out. There's power in speaking out what we desire, what we're hoping for. There's power in speaking out what we're feeling like we can't deal with. So know that's available. The altar's available. And, and you can be at the back of the room or the front of the room. God will meet you. It's just your posture. So Holy Spirit, I, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you were in this room. I thank you for your thick presence in this room. The King is here. The King is here to meet our heart. The King is here to meet our need. So God, I just... I speak to every heart and every ear, set of ears in this room, and I say, come in alignment with the truth of heaven. Come in alignment with Jesus. I say to you, you are no longer, you, there is no blockage. I speak against just the feeling of like, I don't hear you. I don't feel you. I just say, no, you do. And I say, come in alignment with the truth of him and the truth of heaven. And I speak a blessing over you, a blessing of a son and a daughter. You are a son and you are a daughter, and that means you have inheritance and access to him at all times. Father, I pray right now that you would just really encounter people tonight and that these encounters would just keep waking them and keep happening, that a flood of dreams would come in this place, a flood of visions and visitations, that people would hear your audible voice, that they would feel your spirit like never before. They've had the Holy Spirit in them, but it would come awake and it would lead their life. It would lead in them and the word of God would be alive and it would be planted and sown into our hearts. We will be a people that stand like oaks of righteousness, I declare. So I thank you, Jesus. It's an honor to be a part of your story. It's an honor to be your son and daughter. It's an honor to just declare your truth and your glory to the ends of the earth. And we, we, we step into that. We step into it boldly. So I praise you, Jesus. Have your way tonight. Amen. So yeah, come forward. Don't, you don't need to wait. They'll be here 
people here wanting to pray with you, but there's also a beautiful altar where you can meet with the Holy One.